Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hey everyone, before we start, I just want to say trigger warning, lots of talk of um, domestic violence and self-harm. Hi, Princess. Hi, Liz. Just so everyone knows, Princess bullied her way onto my show this week. I did. And then I had to watch the episode so the punishment fits the crime. So there you go. <laughs> and by bully, I mean, she sent me a text and was like, do you have a guest? Can I come on Feathers My Hair? And I was like, yeah, if you can record at this extremely specific time with me, you can come on and you could. Yeah, I just, I, I like to be on the episodes where we talk a lot about Kale because I feel like I understand her very well. I'm like a Kale correspondent. I'm reporting live from her soul and it's dark in here. And <laughs> I just feel like... <laughs> I love to talk about her. So so let's talk about the big drama that happened this week. I just realized I should have rewatched Kale's Live this morning, but I instead I spent an hour watching TikToks, you know, as one does. Um, I was on YouTube watching K-pop videos. So when you, when you sent me the invite. <laughs> Perfect. So on Wednesday night, Thursday night, when did this happen? I think Thursday night, Kale from the Dominican Republic, from her vacation that she's on with Leah and like other friends, she's on a huge, like month long vacation, hops on Instagram live and just starts going off about Lauren. I, at first was like, wait, what, like, what is sparking this? Then I realized that on Tuesday, Lauren and Javi had another domestic issue. I'll, we'll get into what happened versus what didn't happen. You know, like we, we don't really know what happened. We know what's been reported and what each of them have said happened. But to me, everybody involved in this is kind of an unreliable narrator. So I don't Agreed. really know what to trust, but apparently on Tuesday, Javi called the police on Lauren and said that he punched her in the face repeatedly, which is the same thing he accused her of last month when he got that uh, PFA that he quickly dropped and that he, that she was kicking him when he was like down on the ground. Now the cops came, there were no arrests made. Apparently they're like, they looked around according to Lauren, Javi had been like repeatedly trying to enter the house and then he did. And then she made him leave. And like hours later, he called the police. So I look, does Javi have a history of breaking and entering? Yes. He did it to Kale's house. Like we know that he yeah. does that, but I mean, I don't think we can totally ignore the PFA allegation from last month. You know, like, I don't think it's fair to say like a hundred percent Javi is making this up because I mean, not for nothing. We know also that Javi has been with women that hit him in the past. So to me, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that he's in a relationship like that again. No, I mean, and also I want like, we need to be very clear that uh, it does not matter why um, people are hitting each other. They are, this is a domestic um, abuse situation. You guys are, even if you're not fucking right now, you guys are baby mom and baby daddy. You guys have been in relationships. You guys, people are hitting each other. This is Absolutely, like I don't care that it was like Lauren hitting Javi. I, I, this is absolutely not okay. And I understand that 
I understand in the heat of moments, people like if somebody's trying to get in your house and you're trying to keep them from getting your house, I understand like how they can get to that point. I'm just saying that no matter what happened, it's, this is absolutely not okay. And that's what I was going to say. Like, if it's true that he was breaking into her house, I can understand how it got there. I'm not defending it, but at the same time, it's like what I was talking about last week with Maria, like don't get in someone's face and scream at them an inch from their face. If you don't want to get hit because you cannot control what they're going to do. Exactly. Like people will, if Lauren instinctively went after a man that was trying to break into her home, like, I don't think I can really hold that against her. But what I can say is that she is in an extremely unhealthy, toxic, domestic situation that her son is now living through. And this is really Mm -hmm. bad. Whatever's happening is really fucking bad. It's really bad. So let's say, well, first let's make sure we, we say Kale doesn't know what happened. Kale was not there. Nope. She has no idea what happened. She's just, I guess, Javi called her and sent her pictures. But you, we all know that if you, well, we don't all know. But if somebody hits you, a picture right after it happened is not going to show, like, bruises and stuff. So I'm I'm unsure of, like, like is she saying that he's got all these bruises and things now? I'm not sure. But she she was not there. She has no, and she she's constantly told us Javi is a liar. So now you get on the internet and Javi never lies. Javi wouldn't lie about this. You told us all Javi does is lie. Here's the thing with, in my opinion, with like Javi and Kale is that Kale does not want to be with Javi. No way, shape or form. She is uninterested with being with Javi, but you know what she does want to win over Lauren and to like be perceived as some sort of victor over Lauren, which is the stupidest thing in the fucking world. Like who cares about Lauren kale? Who cares? Well, I mean, kale does because she was fucking around with hobby when hobby got Lauren pregnant. And I think right. has always felt this like weird competitiveness with Lauren for it's no a self-esteem reason. issue. It's a yeah, self-esteem it, issue. It's and it's a control thing. Kale, kale yeah. is an abuser and she likes yes. to be in control and she likes to, I, I mean, it's truly a result of her childhood. This is a very common adult children of an alcoholic thing when your whole childhood is out of fucking control and you have no control over the trauma that you are experiencing it is not an uncommon reaction or coping mechanism then as an adult to really unhealthily assert control over people because you feel like that's the only way you can like keep your situation like being okay like the only way to have powers like assert this crazy control because you feel like you're either in control or you're not right because that's all you've yeah, learned yeah, yeah. as a child and that's exactly. clearly what kale's doing and it's so mm-hmm. oh it's so it's so frustrating to watch it's right. angry i don't know it's- i don't i know you're you're i i have the exact same traumas as kale and i do try to control my environment a lot. But the problem, the difference is here is that like, because I know I can bulldoze people and try to control them. I've been through a lot of therapy. I'm, I'm very introspective. I often stop myself and go, wait, let me make sure everybody's okay with what we're doing here because you know you, you just, <laughs> you know? And I can, and I don't think, Kale, in the, in the live, she kept saying, I've been through so much therapy. And I'm like, not enough because you can see what you did in the past, but you can't see what you're doing right now. Well, 
Okay, two things. One, she kept saying she's been in therapy for 20 months, which I find to be a very funny number. Like, like, there's something so specific about it that she's clearly trying to prove some point. But at the same time, it's like- say a year and a half, two years. That's what they would say. Exactly. (laughs) Like, it's just such a funny way to mark time that you've been in therapy. Like, you're not getting sober. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not counting your months of sobriety. It's just very bizarre that she's saying it that way. And the other thing is at the end of the fucking live, she goes, was this a good idea? No, no. I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) Kale. No, she, she still, see, the thing is, is what makes Kale so frustrating? You've said this before is that she can see what's wrong, but she can't stop herself from doing it. It's the impulsivity of it. And I'm sure Leah said, oh, I don't know about that. When she said, I'm about to go live and talk about this shit. Leah was like, uh, and, and she can't <laughs> even hear like, people I'll go going. to my room. Like, I'll see you, I'll see she's you tomorrow. Like, Come on, girls, this, let's go. <laughs> it's what she's determined to blow up her world. Um, so if this happened the way they said it happened, uh, it's bad, really bad. But if it happened the way Lauren said it happened, that, it never happened. Lauren, you should be scared because you're going to go to jail. If he keeps making false, like that is very scary for him to be lying like this. And I, I've said this before on the show. Why is Lauren still in Delaware? People have said like, um, custody arrangement. She doesn't have a legal cust. She hasn't been to court. She can, she can get up and go back there. Hightail right. make a judge tell her she has to come back right put him in school get a job of some sort uh document you hanging out with your family all the time and if if javi sits on this for like six months you yep. might win because yep. that's the way courts go they don't care about what's fair they care about the child and is the child in school is he does he have a community Do, are oh. you able to take care of him here it's yeah. the residency of the child and every state has like different residency requirements, yeah. but it, usually it's around six months, which if you'll remember, that's part of the reason that Janelle moved to Tennessee was because she could get a divorce after she established residency there for six months, like different states mm-hmm. have different things. And I would assume it's probably six months. You have to file where the child has residency. And I'm not convinced that if she goes, Javi would make her come back i don't I'm i can never read I think hobby, complain on the hobby. internet i think one custody is expensive right um two he i don't i don't really think he wants to be with her either he wants to control where she is but he doesn't want to be with her he doesn't and i think that he'd love to like make lives about how he hasn't seen his son um but go if she stays in delaware she is on her way to jail either because she's hitting people or because he is determined to get you there which is terrifying. Has- like if, if she, if terrifying. Lauren is the one telling the truth, like I am genuinely scared for her. And I hope that she is working with some sort of domestic violence group. Like she needs yeah. some sort of help or intervention here, not because she's done anything wrong, but she is in a really scary situation that not only is Javi doing this, but so I also read that there was an, un- somebody that was a female that they haven't identified mm-hmm. called 911 that night to like report that she was concerned about something going on there. And I've seen some speculation that maybe that was Kale, which I could believe, but we don't know. But that means like, Maybe his sister. It could be Javi's sister. It, but like there are other people also, you know what I mean? Like corroborating what Javi's saying. Like 
it, which yeah. might not be true. It's just really scary to think that if this is what is really happening, I I'm really, really concerned. You're right. She's going to like, there are only so many times the cops can come and Javi can say he was hit before they arrest her. Yeah. And whatever happened, whoever's telling the truth, we need a custody mediator. Somebody needs to do the transfers, not you two. I don't think they even have like a full, like custody arrangement, no. arrangement at all. But I mean, like informal, like can a sister yeah. come pick her up, oh. up and drop them off at the police station. They should be doing it. Yeah. It's so, yeah. it's so scary. It's so scary to think that like whatever is happening, the level it's gotten to. And as an outsider, it's really scary to think like that you truly have no idea what, I don't know. It's like not my business, but it is scary to think like this thing it, we're being told happened, maybe didn't happen. And like, who are you supposed to believe? Because if Javi yeah. is a victim, we should believe Javi. Like if Lauren is an abuser, then like that's bad. But then at the same time, like, should we look, be looking at Javi's history? The breaking and entering thing is something he's done. He's very controlling. It's just so it's, oh, it's real. I feel really sad for everybody involved, honestly. Yeah. And it was gross watching that lie. First of all, Kale pokes at her mouth every time she says she thinks she's, she says something she thinks is really good. She's like, I can get, I can lose the weight. You poke <laughs> <my mouth." laughs> Yeah. So like- what Kale starts, uh, the video I saw like cut was a minute into the live, but I'm assuming we didn't miss much. And it's on Reddit, by the way, if you go look, somebody has like the whole live up. And it's also on the Ashley. You can watch it yeah, on the page. It's, I'm sure it's on YouTube now at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people, people get shit up there. But Kale is like, well, I called her and it's like, for what? For what? Why, why did you call Lauren? You don't have a child with Lauren. You don't, you, you never have call nothing Lauren. to do with Lauren. Now that Javi and Lauren are together, like you, you don't need her number, honestly. <laughs> like there's, there is why no Lauren reason. Answer? Why? that's another thing. Why is Lauren getting on the phone with Kale? That's, that's something that puts me in like a Lauren, like, what do you do? I don't know. Cause if Lauren is a victim of domestic violence and like, I think she's probably just acting out of instinct and not putting a ton of rational thought into her behavior. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to hold that against her. Cause I do think that when you're in a domestic violence situation, you end up making bad choices, like in other parts yeah. of your life, because you're spun the fuck out. Um, but, right. but even if we understand why she's making the bad choices, these are bad choices. It, it's a bad choice. So Kale calls up Lauren and she's like, Lauren called me a fat fuck. And I called her a cunt. And it's like, why, for what, why are you two fighting over what? When did you become Javi's defender? When did and- you, when were, are you, anytime Javi gets into it with somebody, are you supposed to go over there and beat them up? Kale, what are you talking about? Yeah. I would have like, let's say this happened and Javi called me and we're in a good place. I would have been like, man, that's fucked up. Make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you call who you're supposed to call. Is Eli okay? Because Eli's a real victim in all of this. Yeah. Are, yeah, you, are safe? you safe? Like, can you go to your parents? You know, I'm not here, but you can maybe go to my house and stay there yeah. if you need a safe place to stay. Like there are things Kale can to- do. Yeah. yeah. But calling Lauren, like, why am I in it now? No, I'm helping a person that I'm connected to, but I would never call Lauren and then start off with what I don't, I, you know, she didn't call up like, Hey, Lauren, I no. heard something went down. She started off with why are you hitting my baby daddy? That's probably what she said. I <laughs> can't imagine at this point in my life, like calling anybody and cursing them out. Like I, no. 
I, I don't, I can't imagine having that level of drama that like I'm calling someone and getting to, into a fight on the phone where I'm calling them a cunt. Yeah. I'm more of a hang up the phone and block you type of person. So I probably wouldn't have gotten to that verbal altercation here, but I would have never called because I wouldn't know Lauren's phone number on purpose. So <laughs> <laughs> I would have I'm deleted actually, it as soon as they I, broke up. I was going to say, I'm surprised she had it, but I wonder if Javi gave it to her. Javi loves this. By oh, the way. Oh my God, Javi, he would totally give her the number to be like, you can talk to her if you want. <laughs> yep. He's, he's so full of drama. Um, so she calls, they yell at each other. And then Kale gets on the, I don't know if then or now, but uh, how many days, because it happened on what, Tuesday? And this live happened Thursday night. Which to me shows another, um, what's the word that I'm looking for that a thing that a pattern of Kale's behavior is like these slow burn dramas. You know what I mean? Where she is sitting on the event for like enough time that she should be cooling down. And instead of cooling down, she's escalating much like right. when she went and beat up Chris. Right. And on the live, we see Javi asking to join. He gets on. I hate Javi's face. He's so smug. He is so fucking smug. Eli was in the car, by the way, when they were doing this. What? Yeah, that's what I read. This is terrible. Eli is, you know, Eli's the one being abused right now. Yes. He is. And he's, they, he's big enough now. I think he's three, two oh or my three. God. Like, he's absorbing all of this. He's, he's not a baby anymore. Do I think, even though I'm a, like a strong believer that even as an infant, you can like absorb trauma. Like I'm a right. very big believer in that. Like he is definitely old enough to be like, why are you talking about mommy? Yeah. Yeah. And so they're getting on it. The, they're just talking a bunch of shit. They, they look so smug and Kale says, this oh. is how Kale says that next she's taking another vacation to be a person on a vacation, plan another vacation, love, love. Okay. But She's going to Wyoming. Okay. And Javi asked if he could go too. And he wants to bring Eli because the other kids are going, right? You know, Lincoln's his brother and he's, you know, whatever. And because apparently the conversation started with Javi telling Lauren that he's going to bring Eli to Wyoming with Kale. And according to Kale and Javi, that's when uh, uh, Lauren went all street fighter on him and tried to finish him. That's what happened. And which brings me to mind, why are Javi, are Javi and Kale fucking again? Um, I don't think Javi and Kale have ever stopped fucking totally. I I, yeah. I think that would be an inaccurate description of their relationship over the last five plus years to say that they either are fucking or they're not. I think like at any time Kale can call Javi and fuck him. And it just depends on what she wants to do. And so at this time, Probably. She's probably had sex with him a couple times in the last whatever. You know what I mean? Like in the last month. That makes me sad for her. Yeah. Um, I Right now on my podcast by Pumpkin, I'm doing Mob Wives. And I just got to a part where Renee is... <laughs> so Renee's back with her ex, right? Wait, and Renee and Kale are quite similar, similar in a lot of ways. <laughs> similar. Just the accents off. But... She was with her ex for six, five, six years. Then they were apart for 12 and she was fucking him the entire time while he had other girlfriends or whatever, even though they broke up because he cheated on her. She also did. I, I forgotten this. 
Junior had a baby on her while they were married. Oh yeah. And I forgot about that too. When she said, I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe, but this reminds me of this, this, um, nonstop trying to prove how close you are to your ex because your self-esteem will not allow you to admit there is a person that it didn't work out with. They are probably, Junior, Junior, Javi and Kale are probably having more sex in the last five years than they did the last two years they were married. Yeah, I believe that. I, yeah. Right? Because he was also deployed too. Yeah, absolutely. This is so destructive for Kale uh, let's let's leave the the uh, Lauren and Javi out of it because that is a really messy situation and we all we both agree Eli is the one really getting fucked over here. Yeah, and, and I don't feel comfortable saying like that. I believe Javi or I believe Lauren. I really don't me know either. What I believe I don't really believe either any of them. You know what I mean? I think it's a his side, her side, and the truth type of thing. But yeah. I I don't I, who I feel like it's a 50-50 chance that one of those things happened that she punched him or he broke in. Yeah, and it. it it might be that like he broke in and left the house and was in the car and she ran out there and fucked them up. It, it's like, it, it might mm-hmm. be a situation where we're all like, everybody was wrong here. But and when it comes to Kale, Kale, I hope, wait, when, when we talked about Kale being in therapy, did, did she say whether her therapist knows who she is? I don't think I've heard her discuss that. That's an interesting question. Because if I were her therapist and I'm not licensed, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But if someone told came in and they and they started telling me the things they want to talk about and how they're they're actually quite famous in specific circles, I asked them for permission. Can I Google you so I can like get an idea of what the perception is of you? And maybe that's wrong. But- I, yeah, I think you're not supposed to do that. And the idea is like you're only supposed to be treating like what they bring into you. But. I don't think Kale is a reliable narrator and I don't no. think she's going to go to her therapist and be like, and I got on live and I made sure everybody oh. knew she was a cunt. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of the thing is that like, yes, she's not a reliable narrator. Kale is only going to get out of therapy what she puts in, but at the same time, it's not Kale's therapist's job to like, yeah be calling her on the truth. Like, and I know people don't want to hear that. Like, I think people right. in general and like, I'm not saying that you're saying this, but like in general, I think there's this idea that like a therapist really challenges you. And I think that there can be therapists like that, but for the most part, the therapist is just treating like what they, what you bring to the therapist and what you want right. to talk about with the therapist. And like the goal, they're not Jimmy Cricket. Yeah. And they're not they're here not- to like Google you and confront you and be like, okay, well you said this, but then you went on live. Like, no, that's right. not what their role is. I know a lot of therapists that, um, we were talking about this in class. Like somebody said, anytime they get a new client, they go on Facebook and block them just an Instagram, <laughs> just so just in yeah, case, just in case, not even if the person tries to add them, but somebody once was like, uh, if we get into a Facebook group together, like, I don't want to see anything about them outside of the office. Forgot to stop for an ad break. So we'll be right back. Right. I, but for Kale, I, I, and I understand that like in terms of therapy, they're really, they're not, they're not supposed to give you advice. They're not like your mom. They're not supposed to be your conscience. They're just supposed to walk, talk you through things with resources so you can figure it out. Like it's all up to you to do that work. This isn't a Yama, right? Cause a Yama will, yeah. will Google you <laughs> and then put you in her big mammy titties. But that's, that's a Yama. But I just wonder like, how does Kale describe this? 
Does the therapist even know that Kale's a famous person? How does Kale talk about this in therapy? And how does that affect the level of therapy she gets? I mean, that's a great question. I also think that this is another reason that Kale might um, benefit from a more intense therapy situation, you know, like an inpatient type of therapy situation where I don't know. In rehab, there's a lot more calling out. <laughs> like there's right, a lot, because they mo- get lot more like, yeah, like that's like, that's bullshit. Like it's not like a traditional therapy setting. Um, and I kind of wonder if like Kale, I mean, I do believe Kale would benefit from like that type of setting. Yeah. Because they can be like, okay, well last night when you were in the dorm, I got a report that you punched them. Yeah. So uh, are we going to talk about that? Like, what, what are we going to do? Because if you keep acting that way, you can't stay here. So there's like different terms and conditions. I think, I don't know specifically for like mental health treatment, but in substance abuse treatment, it's definitely like, they call you out on things that you are not sharing. Which is like why in real life, everyday life, when someone's like, my therapist told me this and this, well, your therapist actually doesn't know what happened because she wasn't there. She just knows what you told her. So I actually don't have to listen to your therapist. (laughs) That's for you. Not for me. That's for your, that's for your work. Not, not my mind. But yeah, I mean, it's so true. And like, I have long said, I don't think talk therapy is the solution for Kale. I don't think it's hurting her, but I think Kale needs to be in some sort of DBT or even CBT. Like she needs to be doing some sort of structured program um, where she could be learning skills. Cause I don't think Kale's problem is her ability to talk about herself and process things. Like, I, I don't think Kale, that's Kale's problem. I think Kale could sit down with me right now and tell me every trauma that she's ever had. I it's very, I identify with this where you know, what's wrong with you, but then there's like this brick wall and like, you can't, you can't get through that brick wall to actually fix any of your behavior. And I think that's right. like, for me, I needed EMDR and also figuring out I was a drug addict. And I think for Kale, she would really benefit from something like DBT, where she could actually work on like coping skills and not just be talking about the things that happen. So it's not me shooting on talk therapy. I think talk therapy on top of whatever else she's yeah. doing would be a lot better. I just think that for Kale, like talking with a therapist and then being in therapy and her being like, damn, that was fucked up. I shouldn't do that. Like, I don't really know how much that's helping because Kale's impulsive. And this is probably also where a psychiatrist would help her. You know, like I, I think that there are real impulsivity issues here that maybe are a result of brain chemistry issues. Yes, 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 yes. And guys remember therapy does not take away traumas or fix things, what it does is what it's supposed to do. That's why she probably should be in DBT is it teaches you how to cope with things and gives you coping tools to like do things better. Right. It doesn't like make you not a person that's impulsive. It doesn't make you not a person that has anger. It teaches you like, what do I do when this anger comes up? What's the thing I should be doing and how do I recognize it? For Kale or for some people talk therapy is so beneficial because literally they have never processed anything in their lives and they like have no idea that thing like they'll like say something and the therapist is like, you know, that's abuse. Right. And they're like, what? No, 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 that wasn't abuse. What are you talking about? Like, I, I think there are a lot of people that benefit so much from having somebody validate their experiences and even like walk through with them. Like why the thing that their parents did or whoever did to them was inappropriate or bad. I just don't think that's what Kale needs. Kale. I look Kale in the past was diagnosed with bipolar too. 
and then claimed mm. she was misdiagnosed. And I, I would hope that her therapist is encouraging her to maybe figure that out again. We can hope. I just think this person's taking her money. <laughs> it reminds me of Tori Spelling, who was in who had the same therapist for 20 years. And I was like, what happened? Like, you didn't, you should talk to somebody about how you got your money taken because you have the same problems. And I'm just, I have a feeling maybe 20 years from now, Kale's going to be doing lives on whatever we're using besides Instagram. And she's going to be doing the same stuff. Being like, I called Isaac's wife and called her a cunt because she didn't do <laughs> what I want you know I I it, it yeah. might be possible but also she could change that's another thing what is she 29 yeah she's so fucking young she's, she's so young. young something might happen to give her like extreme perspective and push her in a different place but we as viewers and the people that are actually in Kale's life cannot be that thing it has to be something that happens with Kale not us I really think that if Kale could get on some medicine and like <laughs> I I think she would be able to actually make progress I think like her brain is what's stopping her from you know what I mean like I think that yeah. some people myself included like can't make real progress without medicine because like it, our brain isn't working correctly I guess is the way to say it and like or it's I not working that, the way it was intended to yeah like I need that correction so that then I have the ability to fix myself um, it like gives me that ability. The other thing that some other things that they talked about on the live that I wanted to mention, um, their thing, they kept saying that Lauren is constantly telling Javi to kill himself, including uh, trigger warning, by the way. Oh my God. I should have trigger warning this whole thing at the beginning, which I will go back and do. But um, she, Lauren was constantly telling him to kill himself. According to Kale, she has evidence of a tweet that says, um, once you, you should, you need to drop my son off and then go drive off a cliff and die. I don't mean to laugh. It's just so extreme. And it's like, okay, so like, show us the proof if you haven't, and you're putting all your business out there anyway. The reason you're laughing is because it was a tweet and you're like, who would tweet some shit like that? No, I think she texted just... it to her. Oh, to okay. Kale. I mean, she texted it to Javi and Kale took a picture of Javi's phone is what she was saying. But why, why did Kale have access to Javi's phone? Where, where were we that that happened? I, yeah. Yeah. I, just, just too much. It's entirely too much. But yeah, also, did you notice the, did you notice the verbiage she was using? She kept saying, you're not going to hit my ex-husband. She, she uh -huh. has ownership over Javi. She's not even like, hey. Lincoln's dad. Yeah, she's not even like Lincoln, like my son's father or Lincoln's dad. You're not gonna do any like I don't know, but she's like my ex-husband, like like Javi's some sort of pet of hers. Yeah, she also kept going on and on. And this is this is prime kale, right? And this is why she is the most, at least of the current cast, like of Teen Mom 2. I don't know. I might put Amber's worse than her, but like she's the most infuriating person to watch. Is that like Kale with her chest? gets on this live and says that you're not allowed to hit people. It's not okay to hit people. I've like, I've taken accountability for the things I did 10 years ago, which like, by the by, even when she hit hobby was not 10 years ago. Um, no. but like I've taken accountability for what I did 10 years ago. And when I had an allegation, everybody came at me. Like, I love that she keeps calling what happened with Chris an allegation. Like it's something that she keeps referencing, but she, like to sit there with her chest and say, it's not okay to hit people is 
she wild. Hits all the time. She hits people all the time. And she's right. It is not okay to hit people. Anytime you are hitting somebody, you have made a bad choice, regardless of why you made the bad choice. You should not be hitting people. But yeah. she, she says it with a straight face. She is an ultimate hypocrite. And it's because, and I, I don't know if you said this about Janelle or maybe about someone else. Kale legitimately believes her feelings are more or de- deeper and more important than other people's feelings. That when it happens to her, it is different than when it happens to someone else. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I also think that um, in, I think that she is so tunnel visioned that she like has yeah. an inability to even like, Kale doesn't have a lot of empathy. Kale's not really an empathetic person. And no. I think that especially in her moments of whatever you want, I don't think I would call it like mania, but like her amplified moments, if you will. And like her heightened emotions, I think she has such tunnel vision that she is like the only person in the world. And like anything she does is correct. And anything anybody else says is incorrect. And the reason that it was okay for her to hit Chris is because he cut Lux's hair. So that's different. Like Lauren's not allowed to hit Javi, but like, if you understood why I hit Chris, you would get it and it's fine. Yeah. And if she really had a lot of perspective, she would ask herself, why does this throw me into an emotional like whirlwind? But this other thing that's similar doesn't. And that is chemical. But I think Kale might not believe in psychiatric drugs. Mm -mm. I think I don't think I don't think she does. She's anti-vax. By the way, Kale and her whole anti-vax road traveling out of the country like go fuck yourself truly go fuck yourself you're not getting vaccinated you're traveling all over Uh, like it's infuriating watching her like prance around places without a mask knowing that she's not vaccinated like truly go fuck yourself i know we'll fuck yourself kill so yeah i it's it's so hard to watch these lives and to watch her do these things and know that if she had some clarity and perhaps a psychiatrist, she might be able to look at this and be like, oh no, I don't want to do this. Like, but because like, she's in this, she can't. Kill, I think, feels so bad when she comes down. Like, not bad for other people, but yes. bad about herself. Like, I think yes. that she has such, she probably has such bad emotional hangovers. And I bet, like, that night she went to bed all hyped up and then woke up the next morning feeling like dog shit because it doesn't feel good to behave that way. It doesn't, it feels good in the moment. And what I've noticed, like the healthier I get or however you want to call it, that moment lasts shorter and shorter and shorter. And like the joy or the like joy isn't the right word, but like the, the rush of serotonin I get lasts like a second. And then I'm like already like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. I feel awful. I don't feel good. That might've felt good for one second to yell at somebody, but it doesn't feel good now. Um, but Kale, I think like it feels so good to her in the moment. And then it probably feels really, really bad afterwards. And I think that Kale for, I don't think Kale wants to be this way. I think a lot of people think that she does, but I really don't think that Kale wants to be this way. And the thing that like, I bet it's really like, I can't imagine the level of self-hate she feels when everything blows up in her face every time, because it always does because of her behavior. Right. Right. 
I, I would put her on the same level as, you know, when Janelle's doing the leave me alone and she's yes. like in a shame spiral. I mean, we just don't get to see it because it's not on camera and she's not going live when she's doing it. I think yeah. Kay- Kale Kale's- is, has a similar... I think Kale's emotions just aren't like as big as Janelle's like that. You know what I mean? Kale is more of like an anger person. Janelle is more of a, it's like anger, but it's like through sadness. I don't know exactly how to describe it. But the other thing with Kale is that, um, oh, the thing that's so, I was like talking about this with Stoss yesterday. And we were talking about how the thing with Kale is that like, if she could commit to making some real changes, she could change her life. Like let's compare her life to Janelle or Amber's, right? Like Kale keeps Mm. commitments. Kale has a nice home for all intents and purposes. Kale's able to do the physical aspects of parenting Kale. Although she does kind of go through friends, she does have friends. She does like successfully do things. So Kale has a lot going for her in her life that like shows she is able at least to keep it together compared to someone like Amber Janelle, who her business shit yeah. She is, she probably is, when I, when we talk about money, she is probably on par with like the most successful out of the, you know, she's probably the top Second three. to Chelsea. I think she's probably second to Chelsea. I would say only because Chelsea gets probably insane Instagram deals that Kale probably doesn't quite get. But also yeah. I think that Kale has best set herself up for a long-term career in the reality TV influencer podcasting, whatever space in a way that most of the other moms have not. That's something to be admired. That's, that's yeah. something that took like a certain amount of like forethought and intelligence and commitment to do so. If Kale stopped doing this round and round her baby daddies and probably lost some weight, I'm, I'm not recommending her losing the weight. I'm just trying to explain. If she lost some weight and stopped doing this round being messy on the internet, she could get to Chelsea. She could get there yeah. because that's what happened to Chelsea. She lost weight and stopped doing the Adam thing. And yeah. all of a sudden everyone was like, oh my God. Uh, you're so right. It. All Kale needs is a nice guy. <laughs> Kale she needs to a get nice thin. guy. She needs to get thin and meet a Cole and people will like shit their pants over how amazing she is. Cause that's all and she we doesn't care have about. to even get thin. She just has to be losing. She doesn't even have to be skinny. She just has to be smaller than she used to be. And people will shit their pants for her. Yeah. And also the other thing Kale said when she was talking about how she called Lauren a cunt and then Kale or Lauren called Kale like a fat fuck. She's like, well, I can lose the weight, but you can't lose the personality disorder. And it's like, well, one Kale, I think you have one too, probably like, I don't know what Kale has, but like Kale, you have some emotional issues as well. So that's kind of rich. And two, like you probably can't lose the weight because your whole season has been about how you can't lose the weight. And like studies show like 95% of people cannot lose weight and maintain it. They cannot, like it is impossible for them to do so. I'm saying this because it's like this fucking idea that like, uh, you called me fat and it hurt my feelings, but it's okay because if I lose the weight, then I won't be fat anymore. And fat equals bad. You know what I mean? Like it it goes into this whole like, Instead, Instead of being, of being like, like, yeah, like I'm calling fat. me fat is an insult and I am fat and it's not the, and I would rather be fat than be someone beating up a man. What Kale should children. say is, yeah, I'm fat and your husband so fucks me. That's what she should say. Like your husband likes to fuck me and I'm fatter than you. Like what is being, you know what I mean? Like that's the yeah. comeback. Not that I can lose the weight. It's like, 
that's not what your value is based on kale. Like she's calling you fat because she's fat phobic and that's shitty. And she shouldn't call you fat. Just like kale shouldn't call her a cunt, but we're just talking about this one aspect right now. Like it's, it's fucked up to use fat as an insult like that. And so for kale to be like, well, I can lose the weight. And it's like, okay, obviously she hurt your feelings. (laughs) Like, like that's okay. Like, that's okay that she hurt your feelings. And like this idea that like, um, kale is better than Lauren because her issue is being fat and Kale's issue is being, or Lauren's issue is being a bitch. It's like, Kale, your issue is not being fat like that. (laughs) Your weight is the last thing that is the problem in your life. Right. You know, and what Kale did not acknowledge is that you already lost when you call Lauren, you already lost because, because you're fighting with her because you're fighting with her and you care so much that you already lost so much she cares so much uh oh also kale this week posted guys i don't want to talk about kale's weight and i'm really mad at her for like making this such a thing in her life she posted this picture of her from like directly after she had that mommy makeover remember when she got a tummy tuck and full body lipo and a bbl like what jade just did and before she had lux and creed and she's like uh me three years ago i just need to get back to the gym and look like this again i'm like bitch that was after you had lipo like what are you talking about like yeah that was not from going to the gym like stop it we we we're with you through this i it's also two more kids and gained and got three years older like it's okay it's okay that you don't look like that right and your life doesn't fit like that you have to record fucking podcasts and shit you have four fucking kids you don't have all day to work out and eat three pink, uh, I almost said pennies, three peas. You don't have that. Like your life is different. And I, I don't understand. You know what? You know what it probably is. Kale's always probably been really jealous of Lauren because Lauren's like really into the gym and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she's, like I, she's I so. always been a part of that. And she's been, and that's been like a thorn in her side on, but again, Javi still fucks you. So think about well, I think that. it's also um that Lauren is the exact opposite of what Kale's oh Kale this was also really interesting she said that Lauren kept calling her Carl which is like you know what the haters online call Kale which by the way I've you guys know I famously fucking hate nicknames like for the cast not real nicknames I go by a nickname my name is a nickname I hate Carl and Swamp Monster and like whatever delusional or whatever they fucking use online like I I don't like them I don't think they're funny I think they get played out and I also think most of them are based on looks which is just stupid I think looks based insults are fucking stupid um and they call her Carl or Hulk Smash because she's big right and because she has like masculine type of features because she's tall and she has broad shoulders and big hands and so I think like Lauren specifically calling her Carl it's like Lauren is little she's petite she's quite feminine she's pretty I think like coming from Lauren it's especially upsetting to Kale but I thought that was interesting because that she was like that means she's like reading all of the online stuff and I was like well I mean it probably just means she looks at team mom shade room but like yeah maybe she is on reddit participating there was once this long post or maybe it was a comment that either was Lauren or one of her friends that was like defending how amazing she is and it ended with and still Lauren smiles about like how happy she was (laughs) It was so funny. And I it honestly might've just been a friend. I don't know if it was actually Lauren, but 
Um, so I oh think Lauren God. does, by the way, Nate got a new girlfriend, which is, you know, unwell. Was a she's, baby. she's very pretty. She has a baby. She's 25 and she's a hardcore Trumper, which is, you know, perfect for him and that another MAGA girl. And she posted a picture to her Instagram that was her and Nate. And it was like, stop it. And then like, if you know, you know. So it's like this bitch watches the show and she's still fucking Nate. Like that, like, look, I could almost give you the benefit of the doubt if you've never watched TV and you don't know how to use the internet and you just made, <laughs> met Nate in the wild and you fucked him. Sure. But if you're dating Nate without Googling him and then I find out that you're dating Nate and you've watched the show, girl, what the fuck? There are a lot of unwell people in the world. Yeah, a lot people. of unwell people. <laughs> Somebody on Reddit yeah. was like, I think that he might've met the crazy lid to his crazy pot. And I was like, you're right. Maybe yeah. he did. That, that might be it. That might be it. And now Kaiser's got another mommy. It's so mommy. great. <laughs> oh my God. It's so, but yeah, so I would believe, I think that also really gets to Kale that like Lauren is signifying that she's part of like the great beyond and by the great beyond, I mean like the internet fandom that rules Kaylin's life, even though these are strangers to her, which is probably, Girl, I can't even imagine that, like what that's like mentally. Me either, but but somebody could probably comments that shit on Lauren's Instagram too. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Like they, I. It's funny. There's always like um, people will always be like on Twitter, Reddit. They'll be like, "Oh, Janelle has to read here because she saw this." I'm like, people tweet this shit to her all day long. Like, like yeah. the the team moms and I would assume Lauren as well. Like, don't actually need to actively go look at anything because in their comments all day is like you hold Carl bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, they people probably DM her stuff. Oh uh, yeah, I. I'm sure everybody DM'd her the link to that fucking live. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, come on. But I, I just want to be clear. Lauren, if you are listening, leave <laughs> right now. You're going to go to jail, girl. It's not going to yeah. be cute. And if you feel like you can't leave, please call the Dover domestic violence, whatever they're called there, the shelter. Um, get some advice on what you should do. Um, go get a restraining order against Javi, you know, like you should go get the restraining order because then if he shows up, you call the police immediately and they come get him. They, he can't get, if you have the restraining order on him, he can't get close enough to you to accuse you of hitting him. Cause every time he comes within a certain distance, you're on the phone calling the police and letting them know he violated. I, I don't think a restraining order keeps someone safe physically necessarily right because it's a fucking piece of paper but in a case like lauren's i think would actually be very beneficial because i think part of the issue is that like he's getting close enough to her to be able let's say that everything he's saying is true is wrong right and lauren's telling the truth like he's able to get close enough to her that he can make these allegations and if i'm lauren i get a restraining order against him for breaking and entering into my fucking house and then i like the moment he pulls into my driveway i get on the fucking phone and i'm like my ex is here i have a a pfa against him come get him and they can like that's what the most beneficial thing to a restraining order is is it gives the cops a way to intervene before anything happens right and also remember that if these things keep happening and javi keeps saying that you're hitting him it's gonna look shitty in custody it's yep. gonna, you're gonna have so many things all underneath your name and it's going like 
we get to the five times in this, there's not a judge is going to be like, well, that's nothing. They're at the very least, they have to be like, well, something's happening. And so yeah. you get closer and closer to fucking yourself over. Leave, go to Maine. I don't even care if you don't even go to go live with a friend somewhere. Go away, get a job, yeah. put your kid in school and make him force you back. Do not stay there. I don't like, I bet you all of Lauren's friends are Javi's friends. She doesn't know anybody oh, in Delaware. Of course not. And even, okay. So let's say she can't leave Delaware, go up to North Wilmington, get an hour and a half away from him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if you really feel like you cannot leave the state and unfortunately Delaware is quite a small state. If you're in Pennsylvania or Texas, you could drive six or seven hours. You know what I mean? Like, you can but, drive like 12 hours and still be in Texas. It's crazy. But yeah, so that's not like in Pennsylvania, I could just move to Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Like, come get me. But and unfortunately, Delaware is a much smaller state, but like get as far Dover is pretty south, like get as far north, like come live up. I only live like 20 minutes away from Delaware, but I live like an hour and a half away from Dover. You know what I mean? Like come up to North Wilmington and get a fucking apartment up there. So at least and that's not going to stop Javi, right? Like if Javi is stalking her, like that will not stop, but at least it does put some sort of distance between the two of you that you yeah. like have a little more control over the situation. And if you see Javi, it's because he's up to see you. Like there isn't as much like surprise popping up when you're living far away. Right. It's harder right. for him and, to do that. And if you're worried, don't tell him, just pack your shit and go leave. Yeah. And if and if Lauren, if you are actually hitting Javi, girl, stop. You can't stop. hitting a man is you can't do that. I know that there are people that are like, oh, she's why is Javi keep getting beat up by these women? Girl, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's all that hetero norm. That's bullshit. Yeah. Okay. You cannot hit him. You really can't. I don't care if he does CrossFit. You still are not allowed to hit him. You don't lose so time with your kid over hitting Javi of all people. Yes. Girl, yes. that is not worth it. That is not worth Get yourself into therapy, into anger management. Yes. Figure out yes. why you're fucking hitting people and stop it because one, your child is going to see you hitting his dad and that's not good. And two, you're going to lose time with your child and your hobby could get primary custody. If if he can get you arrested for domestic violence and get you convicted, like then you have a fucking domestic violence conviction on your record. Do you know how hard it is to get an apartment with that type yeah. of stuff? People won't rent to you. It's harder to get jobs. You and I have talked about this before, but like we don't talk enough about the fact that once you have criminal convictions, it's like impossible to rent an apartment and it makes housing mm -hmm. so much fucking harder. And guess what's something that people don't want to rent to? Someone with a domestic violence conviction, because that means they're bringing drama into your house. Yeah. Also, it, what if you get arrested, Lauren? You're going to be in jail in a global pandemic. No. Don't, well, no. Like, this is dangerous. All of this is dangerous. Stop. Stop, Stop. it. And if you guys, exactly. all you guys who DM Lauren, tell her the same thing. Tell her to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Send Lauren a DM and be like, girl, I don't care if you did it or not. Like, clearly the two of you need to separate. Like, yeah, do that. And uh, you'll work out the custody stuff later. You can FaceTime. Uh, Eli to his dad. You can do all that stuff. You guys will work it out. He but could, you know, you need she to get could physically away from him. She could go. She could move an hour away from him, stay in Delaware, and call his sister, meet up with his sister, and then have his sister bring the baby to yeah. Javi. He wouldn't have to know where she lives as long as he's getting access to the kid. Yeah, I'll meet you at this place. Yeah, bring your your sister. Will come. Please don't come. 
I don't want no trouble. You don't want no yeah. trouble, please. And I might send a friend. I might send yeah. a friend that pretty like the baby to, will to be there off. at the agreed time, but yep. you don't need to know my address. Yep. Uh, that's so, okay. Let's let's I mean, speaking of <laughs> speaking of custody, let's talk about kale this week. Um, oh yeah. We haven't even talked about I know this episode. Yet. There's almost nothing happened. So there's like truly not that much to talk about, but sorry, I have my notes in like a weird place. I need to pull them. You into... need to take a break. No, I just, they were on Google okay, doc. Sure. <laughs> they were on Google doc and I keep hitting word and they're not open in word. So it just <laughs> keeps bringing me to a black doc, a blank document. And so I need to pull it up in word. Okay. So this week is about Chris and Kale fighting over custody of Lux and I Creed, I guess it's <laughs> Chris is it like an afterthought Creed? to everyone. <laughs> I thought it was just about Lux. I, I don't know. Like I'm only saying Creed because Creed is also his son. So one would think that the custody order would be about both of them, but I genuinely do not know. Yeah. Also, I, I can I, can I just like do a PSA to your audience mm-hmm. guys, if you are, are floating conspiracy theories about who Creed's father is based on the color of his skin, please know that is incredibly racist. You may not intend it to be racist. It is racist. Black people come in all colors, especially black people mixed with other ethnicities. And we have, we, it has taken us a very long time as a people to get to a point where we do not try to exclude people based on how light or how dark, like we don't, we're just getting there. And that's the ones of us that want to get somewhere. It's still a problem in some places. And so if I, if you are a white person or a non-black person, I know you may think you're being funny when you're like, that is not, that cannot possibly be Chris's kid. That is not a black kid. You are being racist. Now, if you want to, if you got a timeline about when Kale was fucking those people, that's a whole different story. Don't do this. The, the black people on your timeline or that hear you saying that stuff may not say anything to you, but we hear you. We see you. You are being racist. Okay. I just want you guys to know that. A hundred percent agreed. It's why I've always hated it. I, look, I understand that she might've been fucking Javi in those days and Kale's messy. And I think that's I guess a fair conversation, but as far as I'm concerned, like Chris has claimed creed and that's kind of all that matters. And also it's worth remembering, uh, Chris is half Mexican, I believe, or at least his father is at least half Mexican. Like creed isn't even half black. Creed's probably 22% black. If that, because most black people in the United States, if they're African-American are 60, 70, 80, 90, because of uh, you know, like rape in the past. You guys know like why. that's <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, and so most black people aren't a hundred percent black. So Chris is not just like mixed with Mexican, but he's also probably not a like totally black on that side. It's possible Creed's eighteen percent black. You know, like yeah, yeah. My my father's mixed race. He's very light. And my mother's very dark. And when I was born, I was incredibly white. And there were many people in my mother's family who claimed I was not her daughter. I, this is a rumor we have been float. We have been fighting for when I was very young, people would ask me, is that my mother all the time? And like, I don't like, I'm not on a TV. Okay. I had a lot of bullshit 
trauma shit that comes from being a lighter person than my dark skin parent that was really fucking hard. And I know Creed's a baby and doesn't read the internet, but you guys are being racist to a baby. So stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, agreed. Um, and like I said, if Chris didn't think that baby was his, I don't think he would be parenting that baby. I mean, parenting loosely, No, but he would not <laughs> no. be claiming that baby. He'd be like, go fuck yourself. We're getting a DNA test. They got one with Lux. Why wouldn't he get one with Creed if he was not sure? It adds to the child support he doesn't want to pay. Yeah. <laughs> also, like it'd be a clear. way for him, it would be a way for him to humiliate Kale, which he clearly likes to do. Yeah. And so if he's walking around going, that's my kid, like I, I wasn't there in the bedroom flicking the light on and off and they were fucking. He was. So let him like, just like why uh, stop. <laughs> stop. So Kale and I Chris love are, they're going to to see a judge for custody. Chris comes over once again, fully on camera. I guess MTV is like, yeah, we don't really care about you blurring your face anymore. Like we're just going to show you. And he Did goes you notice into the they house. were shooting him from his legs though. When he was leaving. What was that? They, they got his, 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 they got his face fully on camera when he walked up, like they were eye level with him. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. Is he signing a release? Like, doesn't, if he doesn't sign a release, can they put him on camera? I think that, I think that maybe legally they can put him on camera if he is out like where they are filming. Because remember, we've had things like that in the past, but True. it causes so much trouble that it usually blur people out. And I think Got that it. they're like, we're willing to take it Got with it. this okay. guy. <laughs> yeah, because they they don't film him inside ever and they don't follow him no. inside. They, fil- they no. filmed him in the car where cameras already were and they filmed him outside of Kale's house. So yeah, I wonder like, if because he's outside on public property, theoretically, or Kale's property that they're allowed to film him and that, yeah, that's probably, and they know Chris isn't going to sue them, I guess. Um, yep. So Chris is like, do you have a mic on? And she's like, yeah, I have a mic on. He's like, I want to see Creed. And this is the thing with Kale and Chris. Like I can never tell if they're like about to start fighting or fucking like in laughing around. There is no this time was tense. Between. This was tense. Yeah. Well, was it tense because of the music? I don't if know. Because different music would have still been tense to you. Yeah, maybe that's well, no, because then they started like having a real conversation, not just like, oh, like last week they were like, oh, he, it, there was such a jokey element to that. And then this week mm-hmm. it like starts off right away. Like Creed's asleep. You can't see him. And then Chris like comes at her. He's like, send my kid with a hoodie next time. And she has a great point, like not to defend Kale, but she goes, okay, so why don't you buy him a hoodie if he needs one? Which, yeah, why don't you buy your son yeah. a hoodie if he needs one? Yeah. He's sure. like, well, you know what like, the store is. Yeah. He's like, that's not what I mean. He has outfits here. And Kale's like, well, why can't he have outfits at your house? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Look, could, should I've... Kale send Lux with his clothes? Yeah, sure. Of course. But like, if Lux needs something while I was at his daddy's house, his daddy can go and buy it for him. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And baby hoodies are pretty cheap. So go ahead and get it. <laughs> go to Walmart and buy one for $6. No, he doesn't want a Walmart one. He wants a Gucci one. He, you know, you know how that is. And well, he just I, wants something he can scream at Kale for. Like he wants, he, I mean, and he's kind yeah. of like on mic calling her a bad mom, basically being like, yeah. why are you sending your son out without a, a coat, you know? Yeah. And also 
like when he asked, are you on mic? I mean, he, that means that he's not going to talk about things he doesn't want on there. And that's probably exactly. why he's like, I'm not coming over tonight or whatever, you yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, I did notice that he drove Lux home. So, I mean, I guess that he has a license in a car or access to a car. So good for you, Chris. Yeah. That's some seemingly some improvement in your life. Um, I don't think he had access to a car before, which was like part of the whole thing, but Kale's like, okay, I don't want to go in front of the judge. I've never gotten this far. Like, please respond to my lawyer, like negotiate with my lawyer so that we can like get a custody deal. And Chris is like, you're not going to like what I ask for. And Gail's like, just ask for it. She's like, that's how this yeah, works. Like, Try me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we find out that what Chris wants is, um, in the summer to get Lux for the whole summer, essentially. And Kale gets them on the right. weekends because the reason they don't have 50, 50 is because, uh, Chris lives an hour plus away from Dover. And, but a reminder that when he lived, when Kale moved to be 20 minutes away from Chris, he still wasn't coming around as much as he should have. That's true. I, I, I feel like Chris, because Chris was saying, I want to see my son. I want 50-50 or sons. I want 50-50, blah, blah, blah. You know, if he was real about that, he'd pull a Joe and move down the fucking street from her and be on the show and get paid from it and just ride this wave. A hundred percent. And it's like, it's not, yeah, get an apartment. And do, Kale would probably fucking pay for him to get an apartment there. Probably. Honestly. And you could have 50-50 if you're in the same school district. You, you could, it's not, I mean, it's not pretty, but you could do it. If you could, if you're, if each one of you take them to the same school, not a problem. I mean, she does it with the other boys. Like there's no reason that he can't have 50, 50. And you're right. This point about getting on the show, like I understand he doesn't want to be on the show. Fine. I wouldn't want to be on the fucking show either, but at the same Me time, either, but you're on the show. fucking somebody on a reality show. If I didn't want to be on the reality show, I would not do that. But let's say in a world where that happens, if Chris, like you have the option of making real money from MTV, like yes. MTV, I'm sure would pay him a pretty penny if he agreed to finally show up and participate. Like that's what and they do. Want. Talking heads. Yeah, they, they would pay would, him for them. He would get enough at least to get like a decent apartment. You know what I mean? And have his rent taken care of. And then he can go get like a part-time job somewhere for spending money. Like he would have enough. I mean, look at, Devoin, who isn't working anymore and living in a nice little apartment with his girlfriend and like fucking around mm -hmm. like he's getting that MTV money now. And I don't see why Chris like wouldn't Chris should do the same thing if he wants if he's that serious. He has an opportunity that most people that live far ish away from their children don't have. Yeah. You know, he's talked about on the show every week. He's talked about on social media every week. He, he has the, the same yeah, he is on the show. Now, if you didn't want to be on the show, like, so me too, I wouldn't want to be on the show. So I would not allow, I'd be like, I need to meet you. Not at your house where the film crew is. I would never talk about it on social media. I would I wouldn't never. have social media. Yeah. Okay. I you would wouldn't have, be able I would to have get me. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I would, you would never know what my social media was like all that shit. Which and was the case when, when Chris first came around, he had a private Instagram, he had yes. a private Twitter. So I was like, okay, he doesn't want to be on the show, but also he doesn't obviously doesn't want us to be involved in his life. Like I actually like respected that at the beginning, right? Like, sure. I still think it's kind of crazy to have a kid with someone and fuck somebody on a reality TV show and then not be on the reality TV show, but fine. 
Uh, but I remember thinking like, okay, well, he clearly isn't interested in any attention because all his social media is private too. Then he makes his social media public. Then he goes on Instagram live every fucking day. Then he's he on starts podcast. podcast. Yeah. It's like, get the real money then you idiot. Like- yeah. you're. He's getting all of the bad parts of being on the show without the check. Right? Get like check. Chris. Listen to Sean, who's saying it's worth the check that he cashes the check every month. Cash like, the fucking check. Move like, down the street. Do get your 50-50. Fuck Kale or don't. But get your 50-50 that you claim to want. I don't think he really wants it. No, because it's hard to have 50% to custody. It. It's hard to raise a child 50% of the time. With somebody you like and hate sometimes is incredibly hard. Yeah. And so, I mean, just do it. Get on the baby daddy teat and let's go. <laughs> let's go. Um, so they go to court and then Kale, I don't know what really happens here. Kale is like, I'm not ready to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. But then later she's like, the judge, look, this isn't about me wanting to talk about it or not, but the judge mm-hmm. made a ruling that we can't talk about it, which is believable to an extent, right? Like they are famous. And even for non-famous people, they'll be like, stop fucking talking online about this. But like, why wouldn't you just say that the first time if you really didn't want, you know what I mean? Like if you didn't want to, like if if that was the case, wouldn't you be like, yeah, we had court, but the judge said said we couldn't talk about it. Yeah, I, when she went in, she said, the first time she started talking, she said, we had court today. I'm not really happy. I don't want to talk about it. So not happy. What does that mean? That means that what she kept saying is this, the judge does not know us, our situation or our kids. And that's right. They have to look at everything on paper and what, what is put of what is put in front of them. And so I believe that he got a little bit more, but maybe not as much as he wanted. And it was inconvenient to Kale. She was like, ah, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, also, it's like, what are we doing here if we're not going to talk about it? Just say it. Who cares? Like, but just say Who it. Who cares? We'll all figure he, it Chris out. Chris is going to tell us sooner or later. We're going to figure it out because you know people are watching your ass and putting your schedule down. You yeah. know, exactly. this is the internet. We're going to find out. Exactly. So just tell us. All right. I don't really want to talk about Leah. She's just stomping around in a blazer and finds out that she doesn't have to get surgery. <laughs> Great. These blazers. She's still She's stealing somebody's bitch. eyebrows. Those are not her. She no, looks like not. she stole someone's eyebrows from someone he, else and is wearing them. The thing with the eyebrows is that they're so close to being right. And like, oh, if she, they're better if than she, they were last time, they're better than they were. But if she just could just like go a little lighter on them, a little less yes. dramatic, they would look really good. It's like, you're so close, but they still look nice. Yeah. Um, I, every, every, like, set like scene she was in a blazer type thing and when she's at that park those kids i tweeted i was like she looks like she's doing a tony robbins style talk to these children like they paid money to hear her speak what is she doing i liked when she made the girls pinky promise to take uh care of their health it's like these are your children leah you (laughs) take care of their health she talks them the way she talks them the way that i used to talk about the kids that i babysat for like i had a family that i regularly babysat for like all through middle school and high school and when i would like let them do bad things we would like pinky promise that they wouldn't tell their parents you know like like that's what it reminds me of when we would be like conspiring for ways that they could break the rules as long as they didn't tell their parents like but who are they conspiring against? You are their parent. Yeah. You, and they can't take care of their health. They can't make well check appointments. 
What are you talking about? They should about? have never known a single fucking thing about any of this. This is why, but this is why, because we, these children have been through all these up and down emotions, scared about things, learning about things they should not have to learn about for nothing, not nothing. But like, this is something that you could have by this point talked about and said, you know, I'm having guys, you know, so I'm going to the doctor a lot because I'm like, you know, trying to take care of my health. Uh, this is going on like you. And also Addie should not be there. What's Addie seven. Yeah. Eight. I think the thing is, it's like, Leah, literally, if she had never mentioned this, they would have never known. Like, because no. she doesn't have to get the surgery. And that's why you wait until you have information to share it with scared children that think mommy's yeah. going to die. Yeah, I'm in my 40s. My mom had a similar situation. She never told me until after. And she was like, oh, yeah, that time that I had to get, you know, a biopsy. And I was like, what? It's just like, I don't want to bother you because I didn't want you to get freaked out about it. So I waited until I knew. And that's why I was like, oh, okay. But it, it, Leah won't even give her kids that grace to be like, no, no. Let me won't. not stress you out in a global pandemic. Let me not stress you out. God. It's, all right. And also, that's all I want to talk about. Do you have something else to say? But about it's her? all this medical stuff. And a uh, Grace, not Gracie, Aaliyah was saying that um, she was worried about COVID. And then you told Aaliyah you had to go to a hospital where the COVID is. Why yeah, would you I do think that? These kids probably also have some medical trauma. You know, they have a sister Absolutely. that has health issues. It's like, don't drag them into this unless they need to be in it. And they don't need to be in it, clearly. Do you think Leah's edit? Do you, okay. You know, there's a difference between people who get on the internet and talk about Team Mom and people who just watch Team Mom mm-hmm. uh, or, or just go to the Facebook group and talk or the Facebook page mm-hmm. and that uh do you think people think those people the 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 small timers the ones that just do facebook do you think that they think is uh getting a great season um sure i think they're i think it's probably like they're bored but happy for her type of thing okay all right i i don't know i honestly don't know because i'm bored and that's all i can think about (laughs) right all right, we can leave Lee alone now. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Brie, who mm-hmm. <laughs> Brie, what are you doing? Why She's so stupid? <laughs> why is her focus on terminating Lewis's rights? Like what? You have to have a really good reason to terminate someone. Go rights. take him for child support. Like, what are you doing? Why would you look I understand I when I was talking about this somebody commented or sent a message and was like I totally get it here's the thing my sister had this like deadbeat of a uh baby's father who showed up at nine years old and like demanded custody and like made their life a nightmare I get that like I get that that's a really Mm -hmm. scary possibility I'm not denying that but like as far as Brie goes the chances of terminating his rights is like none. And even, I just don't, why is that your option? Like, I, I guess I don't understand like what she thinks she's going to get out of it. Lewis doesn't come around unless you beg him to come around. So like, if so you don't want him to come Lewis. around, stop calling him. <laughs> like, yeah. I also think, I, I understand why she feels this way, but it seems like Brie has decided that she will decide whether Lewis is in Stella's life or not but that is not her decision it is Lewis's decision whether he comes around mm-hmm. and uh Bree's decision is to protect Stella and to make sure that whatever whatever role Lewis has in his life that Stella is safe and 
And eventually it will be Stella and Lewis's decision whether she's around. But she's she's like either trying to force Lewis to come or trying to prevent him to come. And I feel like you're you're wasting your energy. Yeah. Uh, stop calling Lewis and he'll stop coming. And then when he does say he wants to come around, set your boundaries yeah, and do no. that. Yeah, either say no. I The other thing, why does Brie act like Stella is a, a rational grown ass human being? She is four letting, years old. Letting Lewis pick her up from school was the most insane Stupid. thing. I that man is a stranger to her. Yes. Not to mention I, she Stella's not around men very often in general. She's not around men. Also, you've been shit talking him for four years in front of her. You told her he has an STD and gave it to you. I too would be like, I don't want to get in this man's oh, they car. Fully discussed terminating his rights with little Stelita sitting right there. <laughs> he was like, I thought you were calling the lawyer. Who is this? Why is he here? I I have a four-year-old, okay? And he is I I a four-year-old might as well be intoxicated at all times they are they're like intoxicated but also crazily physically strong and yes. they just flew from side to side i unpredictable I'm, they're unpredictable they're unpredictable i am the primary parent in this house meaning my husband is not here as often as i am i do most of the parenting i do almost all the pickups and drop-offs to school my husband does when school was in session he did it one day a week drop off and pick up Every time I would pick up my son, the last, the other four days, he would ask me why daddy isn't there. Every time my son would get in the car with my husband, he would start crying that I wasn't there. He, he doesn't like, we, he's not a reliable witness or he's not a reliable for anything. He, this is what they do. And so Stella crying and then Breeze, first of all, Lewis isn't around kids. Does he have another oh, kid though? Yeah, but I don't think he's around her. And I think she so now at this when, point is like 10 or 11. So when Stella's crying, Lewis has no idea what to do. He's not comforting. Oh. Not He's just like, let me call Brie. Then Brie gets on FaceTime and Stella is not having it. How about like, it's, I, how far right is after when Thea had her fourth baby, I was there. And so that Monday I like took the girls to school and I picked them up, right? Like to, to help. And mm-hmm. Drop off one, totally fine. I go back for pickup. Her fuzz, oh, I must have been three and a half at the time, screamed her fucking head off because <laughs> I was there and her mom wasn't there. Now, she had just had like a crazy weekend. She got a new little sister, like things were going on. But like this, I've known her her whole life. Like this is, I'm very close with her. Like, but she yeah. was just three and a half and like in a mood. And I mean, I was just like, okay, you can scream. Like we'll be home in 10 minutes. Like feel free to scream. Like yeah. I can't stop this, but she lost her fucking mind because she wanted, I guess in her head, she was like, mommy's going to come get me. And I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait to see mommy. And then mommy not being there because she doesn't have a real concept at three or four yeah. of like, we're going to get in the car. We're going to be in the car for 10 minutes. Then we'll be home and you'll see her. Like they just don't yeah. have a concept of time like that. And so she yeah. lost her fucking mind. And like Stella, Zoe knows me way more than Stella knows Lewis. Exactly. And also what we don't think about often is that kids have to hold their shit together at school. It's a lot of sitting down or walking in lines, going to this place, doing this thing. And that's why so many kids have meltdowns at about 3.30. Yeah, they're tired. It's, it's, 
they're tired, all kinds of things. Like, and also how far is that fucking school? Why did Brian act like he had to drive two hours to get there? It's what is it, 10 minutes away? I don't 20? know. I I it's just such like of all the ways, once again, it's like Brie. I hate to say that I like Brie. Like I think Brie is a pretty good person. I think all things considered, I like Brie. But the way that she like only wants the dads to be involved in a way that helps her instead of inviting the dads to the girls' lives in a way that's comfortable for them is a problem. Remember like the first time that Nova meets her grandma, she's like, okay, so Nova's, you're going to pick Nova up on Thursday. And then she's going to stay at your house until Tuesday. It's like, that's crazy. Like, that's crazy. And remember a similar thing. Nova had a fucking meltdown because she wanted her mom because she didn't know this woman and she had fun for four hours and then was like done. And it's the same thing. It's like, let Lewis just come over to your house or go to a park and like you can sit in your car and they can hang out for an hour. Does that suck for you? Yes. But the reality is, it's like Stella's not bonding with her daddy that she's met four times in her life when he picks her up from school. Who... It's a terrible I idea. Done it. If I were Lewis, why would I? I mean, unless to help Brie out, because this isn't spending time with Stella driving her 20 minutes home. That's not, and while she's in a car seat in the back seat, that's not helpful. No, it was just like, stupid. It was so stupid. I said what I think Brie and Brie should do is Brie should take her to one of those indoor fucking playgrounds. Not, yeah, you understand And you should bring a book or your phone and sit on a bench because they have tons of them for take parents. them to fucking McDonald's, the play place. Yes. And then you let him play with her there and she can also see you and come back. And she can, like, I bet you Stelita loves the mailman because she sees the mailman every day. She probably, yeah. when that Amazon Prime box gets there, she's like, <laughs> trying to open the fucking door it's not because she's connected to him it's because she sees him all the time uh-huh is that now her daddy no <laughs> like, what's wrong with you that's I, exactly i just it's like brie i think sometimes i think we've talked about this before that brie i think kind of on purpose sets up these really bad situations so she can be like told you yeah. told you that this was going to happen and it's like well it didn't have to happen this way no no not at all and also maybe this is an unpopular opinion i think it'll be fine if lewis just doesn't come back i think it's gonna be fine i think i don't think he should do that but if she's acting as if if lewis doesn't like like there are all kinds of families if brie was a lesbian and uh Britney was her lover and the and they also live with their mom and stuff we wouldn't be saying Stelita has to have a dad we wouldn't say that yeah we would say it what matters is community and having lots of different people that love you and being and having lots of different people to look up to in different situations we wouldn't say <laughs> Lewis has to come and, and so Stella is so we- lucky that way. She has her auntie. Okay. She has her grandma. Then, you know, that like Brie has a bunch of aunts that come around. They have cousins like they have a really full life. Devon will play with her a couple of times when he comes to pick up Nova sometimes. Like she she has a lot of dip- not that Devon's her daddy. I cannot believe people have been saying that. But <laughs> Devon's barely Nova's daddy. And so we all need to stop. But uh, she what I'm saying about Lewis is that I don't think Brie needs to 
force him to come around or force him to stay away. Let Lewis do what he's going to do and let him answer for that. And you focus on giving Stelita the biggest, best support family that she could possibly have made up of all kinds of different people. And that's it. I get like why Brie, like I get why that's a hard decision to make. And I have empathy for Brie in this situation. I do, but like she goes about it the wrong way every time, every time. Every time, just, I, I I cannot believe that she was like, drive her 20 minutes and you'll spend time with her. And that's fine, Stella, right? Stella said yes. Stella probably says yes to everything. She's probably, she's yeah. She's the cutest uh-huh. little happiest baby in the world. When she called crying and we saw her FaceTime, I was like, my baby. I know. But <laughs> Stella probably cries when you put her to bed at night. Do we no longer put her to bed? No. Yeah, exactly. We just do it better. Oh, God. Ah, oh, Brie. All right, let's talk about, Ashley. <sighs> yeah. Ashley's beautiful. But she's she also lost dumb. a lot of weight. Yeah, she's so dumb. Yeah, yeah she's also she that in common. And I can't um ever forget that when she started losing that weight, the shit that she would post about how she was losing that weight, which involved eating 500 calories and doing three hours of working oh out God. a day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I I can't get that out of my head. But um Ashley, you know, how many times have I said this season, like, it is so clear that Ashley, like, wants Bar to be able to drink and party with her and, like, does not understand the consequences that are going to happen every time because was that not this episode? She wanted Bar to be the life of the party and drinking and partying was doing shots with him. And then he gets his ass arrested for setting off a gun. I know. I and you it was like a horror it was like a horror movie you could see it starting you could feel yeah. you could hear I could hear the Jaws music behind her like as they start I was like uh-oh well and the crazy thing is it's like I was like this party looks kind of fun I'm like they're dancing like everybody's having fun they all seem so happy but I'm like Bar's really drunk and right at the beginning Bar's like when at the beginning of the party, yeah. he says something to a, like about one of their friends. He's like, she has to take three shots with me now. Cause she wouldn't take a shot with me a minute ago. And I'm like, three shots taking three shots four Cause he had a shot a minute yeah. ago Four. But the last thing bar needs is to take a shot ever. Yeah. Bar doesn't ever need to take a shot. As far as I'm Pastor concerned. T looks, I thought that was one of Ashley's friends. I was, she like, looks I was good. So okay. Shocked. Her Instagram is private now, but I still follow her. And Pastor T is feeling herself at this point in her life. And I fucking love it. She gets like the full matching outfits from Shein or however you pronounce that site and like Fashion Nova. And she'll be in like these like super tight, flattering, like two piece sets. Her hair looks great. She and she's like living my best life, you know, just like that total like 50 year old woman that's fucking feeling herself type of caption. All her kids are out of the house. She just lived her life. I think the littlest one, I think Ashley's little sister is like 14 now or 13. Oh yeah. Because remember Ashley is that real little sister. Oh, that T was like in her forties when she got pregnant with. And what she's doing is she's living like that almost empty nest when your kids yeah. are like teenagers and you're like, I she's actually happy. don't have to stay here all day. Yeah. She's this taking nice care of herself. She is loving life. And yeah, she, I thought she was party. a friend. I had no clue. I, I I was shocked when she started talking. And I recognized her voice. I had no clue, but the party looked fine. Um, Ashley was like, that. I worked hard and I deserve to be celebrated. And I was like, go ahead, girl. Did you, <laughs> are you that, though, um, bar lets us know that he has to serve 15 days in county jail 
And I noticed Ashley said, is this for that DUI situation? <laughs> what else? Is it's possible. No, because it's possible with bar. It could be anything. I, I be- know. I know. <laughs> but it's like, that's, here's the thing, Ashley. I have something to tell you that I wish somebody had said to me when I was your age and had a boyfriend like bar. There should never be a question of why he's going to jail for what <laughs> charge you should. Yeah. Know. We, you, there should not be a, well, is it for this? Cause there should only be one option. There should be no options, but yeah. like, that's a red, that's what I would call a red flag. If you're like, not totally sure that's what it's going to be for. Also 15 days is nothing. He must've agreed to that to um like cut his probation time or something. 15 and days. And then he said, I'll be sentence. gone for a few weeks bar 15 days is a it's one day over two weeks what yeah. do you think is he gonna try to do weekends maybe maybe that would make more sense on 15 days if he was doing weekends i don't know if people know this but a way that you can serve time in county jail and this is quite common for like multiple dui offenders is that you do this thing called weekends which you go to jail on friday and then you leave jail on sunday and you i've known multiple people who used to do weekends (laughs) like when i worked in the restaurant industry like somebody having to do weekends was pretty common like like that was not an unheard of thing somebody having to do weekends can you take my saturday shift i have to go to jail yeah (laughs) you do it for like like a month at a time or, you know what I mean? Like six weeks, um, you, you stay wear your own clothes. In, they don't even wear your own clothes. You. You're in the, um, like at where it is, where I'm from, you're in the same building as the work release, which if you don't know, work release is where you get to leave jail every day to go to work. Like you can mm-hmm. leave at seven in the morning and then you come back at five o'clock at night or whatever. And if you don't, and, yeah, <laughs> you're, if you not don't, you're fucked, but it, I mean, it's a good program, especially for people that are getting out soon or they have jobs and they like, why shouldn't they be going to work? You know what I mean? Like they're whatever it's a whole thing. But so usually like the work release people are with the weekend people. They're not in like the normal jail population. Um, and you just go there for weekends. So yeah, maybe bar is doing weekends, but I, you know, it's just so it's so, uh, bar is just such a mess. He, you want to root for him so bad. And then he does shit like sets off a gun at Ashley's graduation party. And then Ashley's. I didn't know it was at the graduation party. Did you know that? I didn't know that either. I, I had no, we didn't know anything about that. I don't think Mm. like when it actually happened, but to know also that, that like Ashley, look, it's not Ashley's fault that that bar is an alcoholic. It's not Ashley's fault that bar set off a gun. Ashley, don't let your alcoholic boyfriend come to your party and get wasted there and then fuck your life up. He ruined your party. Yeah. Why not? No, he might take a fit. I was going to say, like, you, I, I understand that Ashley does not want to give up partying to be with Barr. Not that she has to, not that that's a thing that's her, well, that's her responsibility. But if she wanted this to work with Barr, she would. Here's the thing. Like, I think she has to. Like, I, I don't know if that's controversial. I think that if you want to make it work with your significant other that is struggling with a substance use disorder and they want to be sober, they want to do better. And you want to be like an active participant in their life. You give up partying for a little bit, not forever, but like if that's your partner and that's somebody that you're serious about and you're like trying to create a life with them, like give up the partying for a little bit, your life will go on and you'll be helping your partner. Like, yeah, it's not her responsibility to make sure that he doesn't drink, but also like 
wouldn't you want by, to be doing that for them? By have to, I mean, it's like, she does not have to do this and stay with him. But yeah, oh, like, <laughs> like she, she doesn't have to, like, I'm not saying he's an alcoholic and now you need to do this and because you want to yeah. have to make this work. I'm saying that it's not gonna work and you should, and you should want to, if this is what you yes. want, you should want to, I know you're young and you want to have yes. a party, but I don't think you can. And unless you can, unless bar is mature enough, I don't think he is for you to say, can you stay with Holly at home? And we're going to have this party somewhere else. Yes. And you're like, gone I think he would flip weekend, out. And then you come back. I think he like, would flip out. Oh, he would absolutely flip out because I think bar has a lot of abandonment issues because he has a not shit mom. And, and he probably would I get drunk while you were gone. Yeah. It'd be a fucking mess. It'd be a mess. How about at the party when Ashley is like, like, and I'm glad I stuck with this because I could have been a stripper. I was like, weren't you? You a were a stripper. <laughs> you were a stripper when you met him. Yeah, when she said was, was like, uh. He's, his thing, when they met, and we don't know exactly what all was happening, but that bar was essentially her quote unquote security. He was, he was fought, taking her to gigs. He was basically living off of the money she made and they yeah, lived that together. Made, that, that's essentially being a pimp. That it's they call it a stripper pimp, but I don't know if they were if she was also doing um sex work. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know if she was also doing escorting as well. I'm not sure. And I wouldn't be surprised if she was, but I don't think that's something Ashley's willing to admit. Oh, she would never admit it, but I wouldn't be surprised if she was either. Because here's the thing: when you are stripping and you see the girls at your club making an infinite amount of money more than you just by sleeping with them, like most people it's like well why wouldn't you do that you're already doing this yeah I think you know people really go hard about stripping they'll be like it's not having sex and you're right stripping is not but they go hand in hand and it if somebody if you were waiting tables somewhere and someone said all you have to do to make so much like twice as much money is to wait tables in this section you even if it's a really hard section you would be like maybe I'll try that uh, it's possible. And uh, people acting like those things don't like kind of mesh together. Like those, like those industries don't depend on each other and don't aren't side by side and overlap is crazy. I don't know why people do exactly. that. Well, cause they look like, down on sl- escorting, but not stripping. Exactly. Well, which is even crazy because yeah, it's like the rung, right. Where it's like, yes. well, I'm not, I'm a, I might be a stripper and you might be looking down on me, but at least I don't fuck men. Like, it's like that yeah. having to step on the person that's below you type of thing, because people step on you and they're definitely strippers that do not escort. Like, I'm not saying that they sure. all do. It's just one of those things that also you have to consider, like, you know, there's a lot of drinking in these situations. There's a lot of using yeah. like inhibitions are, looser like it's a whole environment and when you're in that environment and everybody around you is doing it it's like the old AA saying like you can only go to the barbershop so many times and not get a haircut it's like that type of thing where it's like you're in this situation so it's just easier and it makes sense to do and I I hope people know I'm not like looking down on that it's like why wouldn't you do that you can make so much more money I did you see that tweet where the person where there's this old white guy rapping and the girl sitting next to him kind of smiling and it it was going around like a couple of days ago and someone had retweeted saying I just don't have the gene where I can pretend to like people for financial gain 
And I was like, yeah, me either. And it's cost me many, many bags. Okay. If only I could like do that. I like, if it's I had skill. the ability to, I would. It's a fucking skill. I, I'm over here poor with all this, with all this like proudness for no fucking reason. I do not look down on people who use what they have to get what they want as long as it's what they want to do. And even if it's not, I don't look down on them. I, I don't, I don't do that. I just, and if you do, you're listening to this and you do, you need to like, think about that. Like if you, why you think you're so much better. If you are, let's say you're stripping and you can double your income escorting and you only have to strip half as much and work half as much. And you're comfortable with it. Then yeah, that makes a lot of sense to do that. Like, yeah, there's I, a, and it's really fucking hard to be a stripper. It's really hard. There's like so many people try to strip and leave after two uh, shifts. Yeah. You can't do it. It's, it's a skill set. I prostitute myself every day in corporate America guys, and I make way less money. So look down on me, look down on me. <laughs> I do all kinds of shit. I don't want to do for money. So yeah. And I'm broke. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I did think it was funny when Ashley's like, I could have been a stripper. It's like, baby no, is she work, a nurse but, now? Okay. Is that what's going uh, on? She's so like- she's, so she finished her like prerequisites and then she's going to start nursing school specifically, which I think is oh, like nice. another year and a half. Okay. I'm proud of her. Good job. And at least you'll have something to fall back on. Yeah, it's great. Like, good for you. And I think Ashley's making like decent money on so between team mom and social media. So for her to keep doing school, I'm like, good for you. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention in Bree's segment, Bree, when she was doing her self-filming was at her job. Like I looked at her surrounding, like she, she had those, um, you know, those office lights, the, the, uh-huh. and there was a uh-huh. fire extinguisher behind her and shit. I was like, she's at her job. <laughs> this, I feel like she's crossing a line there, not like morally or anything, but I'm like, girl, you want to keep your job. And so she's always said that, right. She wants yeah. to keep her job. Do not film there for team mom. Don't production do was like, <laughs> we need these talking heads. Cause we need to edit them today. Like you are, she was like, okay. She's like, fine. (laughs) Yeah. But the moment you, you start filming there, you know, the internet is full of detectives. They already know what she wants probably, but it's just, you're just asking for fucking trouble. Brie, if you're listening to this, don't film at work anymore. Don't do that because it's going to bring you problems. All right. Let's round it home with Jade so that I can go to the beach. Um, okay. I I am at the shore, everyone. (laughs) Are you an electrician? No, but I know how to do electrical work. Okay, so I'm you're handy as fuck. Princess is handy. (laughs) She doesn't talk about this a lot, but she like will replace a toilet. She built herself a deck. I like next week's my birthday, and I got my caulking gun ready because I need to do some caulking, and I'm and I'm glad to have some time off. My bathroom actually really needs to be caulked. Can you come and do some work? Girl, YouTube, get on YouTube. No, my hands don't work that way. Well, you go to the beach and then I'm going to turn off the electricity to half this house and start working on some electrical things. Oh God, so. be careful, please. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's easy. No problems. <laughs> All right. So we open up Jade's scene with deja vu and that she and Sean got into a fight. <laughs> she kicked Sean out and things are way better. I'm like, I have heard Jade say that. Like, I wonder if they have her re-record that or if they just cut and paste each time she says it from the first time. They probably have a re-recorded and they could probably do a smash cut of all the time. She's 20 times, 20, at least twice a season. She's kicked Sean out and she's doing so much better since he's been gone. (sighs) 
And she was like, and then someone sent me a Tinder profile of Sean's. I'm like, why do you care? He, you kicked him out. What? Like, I mean, I know why she cares because she's like an aggro bitch, but like, are you, you, you kick I, Sean out? You do not up. want to be with Sean. Who cares? So when this was going around in real life, in real time, I was under the impression that he was on Tinder while they were together. Me too. And, but if you kicked him out and broke up, you're not. Now, is it disrespectful that he left your house, got in the car and started a Tinder profile? Sure. Yes. <laughs> but Sean's but it's a piece of shit. Your <laughs> yeah. Because well, you're Jade. Um, okay. My theory on Jade is because her parents are so shitty. She is like constantly testing Sean and like, if Sean wants to like she needs Sean to constantly be proving to her that he yeah. wants to be with her and so she does this stuff where she kicks him out and then she wants him to beg and beg and beg and beg and that's why like you know after he proposed she was acting like she wasn't happy about it but you know she was so happy like because Sean is like super happy performing for her like she so I think Sean and I mean he did it on purpose he literally says like yeah I got her attention right like I think that what he was probably doing because he knew people would see it is that like he knew it pissed off Jade because Jade is so much like Kale and that she doesn't want to be with Sean but nobody else can be with Sean either yeah and that that proves to me that she doesn't really believe that Sean is not like a, that he's a piece of shit. She doesn't really believe that because yeah, she's in denial. If she did, it, I think. she'd be like, "Oh, good luck with that." <laughs> she's she's in a lot of denial about stuff. Well, but I think she can't imagine her life without Sean. I think they've been together at this point for quite a while. I think they were together for two or three years before they had Chloe. Chloe is what three now, so they've been together five or six years. And I mean, Jade's only in her mid 20 you know what I mean like I think they've been together since Jade was like 19 or 20 at this point she's like 25 that's a really significant amount of time when you're in your 20s right and so I think that she kind of is just like has built her life around Sean which is stupid and if she had some more like uh emotional health to her she could step back and realize she really hasn't she has a successful career she's on tv she's doing hair and doing really well she has a daughter that she loves that she takes care of mostly on her own anyway she has friends jade is somebody who has a lot of friends she has cousins like jade does have a pretty full life but i think that her abandonment issues like don't let her see that outside of the realm of sean which sucks right right um I also like, so how are they back together now? Uh, I don't know. I feel like she hasn't been posting with him, but also like Jade's Instagram is truly insane and in that <laughs> she does not look like herself in any picture that she posts. Um, so it's possible I like scroll right past it, not even realizing it's them. Uh, Let me look. That's possible. I don't see him in any posts. So I would say okay. no. But also, like, who knows? She could be embarrassed and just not telling anybody. Yeah. And do you, I, so I haven't looked at Chloe in a long time. Maybe I've watched the show, but I haven't looked directly at Chloe in a long time. Chloe is huge. And who the fuck does she look like? Um, I don't know. Probably, doesn't look I, bet like Jade, I bet Jade looked like that when she was little. Oh. You know what I mean? Okay. 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 Yeah. Wait. Then also she's getting cosmetic surgery. Then also she's contouring the fuck out of her face. Yeah. I could believe baby Jade had similar features to that. 
Cause Chloe has okay. very baby features. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, she could be anybody. <laughs> yeah. She's a baby. Like she doesn't quite have adult features. Yet. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I just, just watching this, I'm watching Sean be like, oh, I'm emasculated by having to stay home. Okay. Then get a job, go do something. I you screamed guys- when he said that I was like, Sean, truly go fuck yourself. You piece of shit with that shit eating grin on his face talking to that producer he like got his best glasses on and he like put on a look (laughs) and this is what he said I wrote it down I took it word for word well he said like you know she keeps making accusations that I'm doing drugs I'm up late so she thinks I'm getting high but I'm not I'm making music and I'm like okay Sean and this is what he says she keeps on pushing Chloe on me. There's daycare. I can't do what I need to do and watch Chloe all day. That's emasculating. No guy wants to be a fucking house bitch. And it wasn't fair to me because she got to go to school and get her degree and do what she wanted to do and continue living her life the way that she wanted to. And when it came time to my turn, she said, no, you can't. The fact that Jay didn't like pop up out of nowhere and hit him in the face <laughs> for that, like, all right. Remember guys, don't hit anybody. But yeah, we, I could imagine her popping up. Are, and are you fu- like my jaw dropped when I heard that? Like, I don't even like Jade, but like truly how fucking dare you? Everything Sean has is because of Jade. Everything that little fucking studio he had set up in her house was thousands of dollars of equipment. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets paid from the show too. So here's the deal. If even if all you want to do is fuck around all day and you want to send Chloe to daycare, send her, pay for it and, yeah. and do whatever the fuck you want all day. You have a right to do that. I don't, who, who, who says you don't have the right to do that? But the reason you have, Jade says no, and you have to listen to her is because you spend all your little money on whatever. And yeah, because you're living in her house, driving her car, yep. like, yep, like Jade pays her. And the idea that like, he was somehow like, uh, the way he's talking is like, you know, I supported my husband through med school and now it's my time to go back to school. Like he, he wasn't not support shit while Jade was in school. J- Chloe was a daycare all of that time. I remember watching those seasons with my own fucking eyes. She was so stressed yep. because she was doing, she didn't have time to be in school and watch Chloe. Like what is Sean talking about when he says that? Like Sean, you didn't do shit for her. How dare you act like now you're entitled to like get to fuck around on music all day and the producer goes how are you gonna make money and he goes you know I've been engineering and producing for people not not steady all day every day but you know bringing enough for now and it's like you fucking liar you're on the show just say you're not making you're, you're looking at it that's how I'm gonna make money you're looking you're, at it <laughs> which he basically did last episode or two episodes ago when she was like he was complaining about the show and she's like you don't mind cashing your check and he was like mm, yeah okay um I just like hearing him act like he somehow really held it down for Jade so that she could go pursue her dreams. It's like, remember you like kicked the window in at her house while she was in school? Like, what are you talking about? And by hold it down, I definitely believe he's talking about Jade was like, can you pick Chloe up from daycare and bring her to the house? And then I'm going to go do this and then be at the house in a minute. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about the days daycare was closed and he had Chloe. Well, yeah, you're one of her parents. Somebody has to have her that day. You don't have shit to do. So what, why can't you have Chloe? Look, what are you talking about? My significant other who his only job was team mom. So he had a lot of free time. 
looked me dead in the face and said that he wanted to send our daughter to daycare and wanted me to pay for it so that he could make beats all day. You wanted me to pay for it? I'd be like, mm, <laughs> I'd that's say, not in okay, my budget. I'd say you can move <laughs> out. You can go get your own place and then you can send Chloe to daycare when she's over there. Yeah, I would say that too. I, but if he said, I'm going, listen, I'm making money from team mom and I'm making a little money from beats and I have this and I'm going to go pay somebody to watch Chloe so I could do shit during the day. I'd be like, all right, do you think? I don't think yeah. I don't think she would care. Like, I think Jade wants somebody to be watching Chloe. I don't think she cares that much who it is. She wants reliability, which she's never going to yeah. get with Sean. And I don't know how she's just not going to figure that out. And I also think, I'm not saying Sean's not a parent to Chloe. I'm not going to say that because when he's around Chloe, he looks like he often knows more about what's going on than Jade does because Jade's gone a lot. Okay. Agreed. I'm not saying yeah, he, she he has is, to be. yeah, he's not Lewis. Don't get me wrong. Agreed. He's not Lewis. Uh, but I just feel like, you know, like I said, at my house, I'm here more often than my husband is. And his schedule recently changed. So he's been getting home like right at dinner time, and it changed everything. Changed everything for him to be playing with kids, making dinner, cleaning stuff up, talking about stuff. Like that is so fucking, it changed my whole outlook on everything. Like just two hours difference. Mm -hmm. And we ask for so little from men, right? I mean, I probably asked for more from my man, but whatever. But in general, we ask for so little from men. They can get away with so little and look like a good father. They, it really is just do two things, one thing, and you are, you are helping this machine go. And Sean doesn't even want to do the two things. And yes. he thinks it's tyranny that we're asking him to watch Chloe throughout the day when you don't have a fucking place to be. We're like, we're in a pandemic. People are taking i had a conference call while my son was singing pj mass and trying to tap dance in the kitchen i did that because that's what i have to do right now and you telling me you can't work around making beats around chloe and you have this like what is wrong with you yeah what is yeah. wrong with you? it's infuriating it's it's so infuriating but jade they're gonna keep doing this oh. they're gonna keep doing this until jade finds someone or until sean finds someone and then Jay gets mad at him for like getting a serious girlfriend. They're going to keep doing this. Yeah, I for sure. For sure. It's Janelle and Nathan, probably. That's what it's like. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, they're just, uh, it's just, it's fucked up. Jade, fix yourself. You have potential. Fix it. <laughs> Who was that that said that all we watch on Team Mom are people and eyelashes and BBLs and pajamas? Who said that? Somebody said that it was funny as fuck. I think it was Maria. Was it Maria? Did Maria say I, that? Sounds like a Maria thing. <laughs> that, when I was watching Jade, I was like, you girl, you got all these eyelashes. That was definitely Maria. Because we were talking about it last week. She was, because Maria like doesn't always watch Teen Mom. So I think when she does, she's like stunned at the amount of like makeup and yeah. eyelashes they have on. And then like haven't brushed their hair in a week. And they're like truly yeah. in pajamas. In a sweatsuit, just sit. No, girl, get dressed. Get dressed. We're going to see you. We're going to see you get dressed <laughs> on a podcast. Oh, princess. <laughs> I'm so glad you bullied your way onto the show this week. Would you please plug you for your me. podcast? Guys, I have a podcast. It's called Buy Pumpkin. It is a niche rewind reality. We do vintage reality shows. Right now, we're finishing up on the Patreon, Meet the Barkers. And on the main feed, we're doing Mob Wives, which Liz, you have to come on. I was about to say, which I've not been invited on yet. And I'm feeling a little you, offended. You will be. I think I'm going to have you on for the Junior as a rat. 
episode. <laughs> obviously. Perfect. <laughs> so, so I'm doing that right now. I'm having a lot of fun over there and I come, my show comes out on Sundays, which is important because I know you guys have things to do places to go and you need a little princess in your ear. So please buy pumpkin. You can find me on social media at buy pumpkin podcast or at okay, then princess. Well, thank you so much, princess. Let's hope that, um, kale gives us something fun to talk about again soon. <laughs> Yes. And you go enjoy yourself at the beach. Be careful. You go out there, okay? be careful and do not set yourself <laughs> on elect. Don't electrocute yourself. I'll be fine. Bye. Uh, <laughs> bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.